Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. You know the drill. Head over there to get your wrestling news. This show brought to you by FightfulSelect.com. That is our premium service. Additional podcast this weekend alone, we dropped the Select Weekender show, which is up as a free preview. Steven Jensen reviews Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, BTE, NWA content, all that good stuff. Mr. Warren Hayes dropped the NXT UK podcast. He also does the 205 Live NXT review and our r- latest retro review, WCW World War III 1998, all up at FightfulSelect.com. Lots of early access options. We have something for everybody over there. But it is December 3rd, 2018. I am joined by Alex Pawlowski. Alex, what's up? Well, I'm just wondering how many more times we can watch the same episode of Raw before we realize we're in a time loop. Yeah, it is not a great show. We're going to try to make the best of it. We're going to try to be as entertaining as possible since Raw was not and Raw <laughs> was what it was again let's go ahead and and jump into it uh by the way we have lots of post shows and stuff up for the four ufc and bellator events there was a ksw event and there was a big boxing fight carlos Toro did a great live post show on that if you're interested in the wilder fury show head on over to our mma and boxing youtube channel subscribe pushing us closer to a thousand helps so how about your boys there so Ronda Rousey was set to team up with Natalia, but the match never gets started. Mm-mm. The Riot Squad comes out and distracts Natalia and Rousey, while their opponents, Tamina and Nia Jax, beat up Ronda. Rousey does her best to fight back, sells her ribs a lot in every physical interaction she has. Something that I'm noticing more and more is that Rousey's footwork is not that of a pro wrestler's. There's a lot of feet crossing and stuff that you don't do as a pro wrestler that you use to kind of balance yourself. And she'll like twist her body around while she's selling. It looks really, really different. Not to say that it's wrong. It's just different. So the the real story of this opening segment is Natalia taken out. Well, how's she taken out, Alex? The Riot Squad show up with a table. Double power bomb, super kick her off the apron through the table. We didn't get an answer tonight. How does that table play into the TLC pay-per-view? Because there's no way that it doesn't. The same table? No, well, not that same table, Alex. No. <laughs> that might be up on their auction site in a couple weeks, but that's about <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's gonna. The problem is, is that on the other side, you have a, a TLC match among the women. 
Well, obviously, one of the women or all women are going to go through tables. So to be like, over on Raw, we also have tables is kind of a lame thing to do. But then again, it's Raw, so maybe the lameness will just extend to the big show on the network, too. Rousey checks on Natalia to end the segment. She gets help for Natalia backstage with the trainers and mean mugs into the abyss. <laughs> Staring into the middle distance, just furrowing her brow and pursing her lips. I'd just like to assume it's that stage hand that I think we saw a couple times. <laughs> and he's like, man, this is the worst night. But Alexa Bliss comes up to Rousey later and says the match is still on but that Rousey is going to need a new partner. And Rousey says, I don't trust you. I'm finding my own partner. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Sure. Alexa Bliss, a busy woman on this night, runs back the open forum, Alex. Because that worked so well last week. We should do it again, but with more plants in the audience asking different, obviously, pre-written questions. And also... We should have Alexa Bliss, Bailey, and Sasha Banks try to improv some stuff. Did, did you see the crowd? They good. needed as many plants as they could get. Oh, boy. It was, oh, boy. Tonight's crowd was SmackDown-esque. So Charlie Caruso's out there asking questions, and there are a bunch of plants. Uh, like, people, not like Mitch the plant. Hmm. <laughs> Although you can never be too sure on this show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk about this later, but man, I miss the days of Dean Ambrose who had a house plant named Mitch. That's where we've gotten to. Yeah, we're, we'll we're, talk we're about fondly that. remembering that. Yes. <laughs> Someone jokes about Sasha turning on Bailey, and Sasha says that she'll be tar- Bailey's tag team partner for life. Somebody asks what superpower they would have, and Bailey says that she would make Alexa disappear. It was so lame, but the crowd reacted. So, yeah. Yeah, Ooh, boy. Yeah, and then Bailey did the thing like a little, like a uh, a twelve year old would like. Oh, I said something funny. I'm gonna run around my chair. Uh, I mean, I it's, loved, that's that's the gimmick. Yeah, so. I loved later that like Alexa's like, "Oh, Sasha, are you gonna answer the question?" Sasha's like, "No, I agree with her." Like, oh, oh, that's all you had. That's good. I'm glad. That yeah, you- this this was real sloppy, man. This yeah. is so lame altogether. The only good thing we got of this is Bailey saying that they want to become the first WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. So now it is inserted into WWE programming. Yes. We've had an interview recently where we saw Lana say that she thought they were going to be introduced at Evolution. They weren't. Right. We were told months ago the belts were sent off to be made. Yeah, listen, introduced like saying, hey... There are going to be women's tag team champs. Making the announcement evolution, that would have been great. What would have been even better is if you had run a tag team tournament leading up to that event where you crowned the first women's tag team champions. That would have been even better. But instead, we got neither of those things, and evolution feels like a year and a half ago. It is such an easy thing to have where... You need something for a show? All right. You have a a set of floating champions. They can pop up in the UK. They can pop up on NXT. They can pop up on Raw or SmackDown. How about a live event? Starcade needed something. Didn't have it. Yep. Dana Brooke, Mickey James, and Alicia Fox all run down and get reprimanded by Alexa Bliss, who seems to be at least doing her best to have some sort of decorum here. And they book Mickey and Alicia versus Sasha Banks and Bayley. 
I love that she said, Dana, you can stay out here too if you want. <laughs> which is which is the perfect encapsulation Polite. of Dana Brooks' career. <laughs> Dana, you can stay out here too if you want. <laughs> That's basically been oh, her entire man. career. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Alicia Fox, this is a short one. Alicia Fox hits the Northern Light Suplex. Creams Mickey James with a kick when Bailey moves out of the way. Sasha gets the hot tag, ends up applying a bank statement, but Mickey made the save. Backstab stabber into the Bailey to Belly wins it for Sasha and Bailey. I like their finish, how they go from one end to the other. Otherwise, there's nothing to talk about in this match. It was the stereotypical five out of ten match that I'm going to give it on on the match ratings, which are up early on FightfulSelect.com right now, by the way. But it was just there. It just existed. Yeah, I mean, you've got, I mean, still nominally a heel authority figure in Alexa Bliss, although her reprimanding Mickey and and Alicia, I almost said Alexa, just like Bailey did when she was trying to say Alicia, um, and Dana for running in last week when it was obviously Alexa's idea. So I'm not sure what I'm supposed to think about that, like if she's being sincere or not. Probably not. But but she's out here doing this thing, so now we guess we get – Bailey and Sasha as the foils to the heel GM, uh, which is almost entirely separate from your championship picture in the women's division of Ronda and Nia. And like Alexa is really not involved in that part of it. She's doing the undercard for women, not really the main card. This is such a nothing happening show. We get the Lucha house party defeating Scott Dawson up next with Dash Wilder. And oh. I loved, I love Dawson's promo. He said, Lucha house party doesn't respect anyone, anything or tag team wrestling. So he'll make a point one-on-one. And I did think it was funny. Like, like I did this, like, <laughs> of course it is reaction. When, right. when Jojo goes, this match is contested under Lucha house party rules. And, and, and Dash and Dawson, reacted perfectly they the, 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 they sold it one like like champs it was fantastic i loved all that but you cannot have um this storyline going on concurrently with a storyline where the heel gm makes handicap matches out of spite and corruption and have the 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 commentary team say one of those things is just fun. Oh, look at them. They got pinatas, so they're great. And on the other side, like, this is the end of wrestling. Yeah. How could this person come in and make handicap matches out of thin air? Like, you can't do both at the same time because it, it's it's rank hypocrisy. Every single match tonight outside of Heath Slater and Rhino had somebody getting attacked from behind or jumped or, like, a right. run-in or two-on-one. It was it was rough, man. And this was also just a match. Nothing stood out on this well, show in the ring. How how could this match be anything but a match? It's a three-on-one three on exhibition. And hey, to be fair, Scott Dawson looked pretty good there. He looked he looked fine. I I am hoping that what what went on on Twitter is what we get to see in the near future when they and the young bucks are going back and forth saying, "Won't it be great when we get to wrestle each other? Won't that be fun?" Like, yes, anywhere but here. Let's do that. Like, I don't know who this helps. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Lucha House Party are just dicks. They do their assisted splash. Dawson does the gory special, but he's double teamed. Yeah. Dash is taken out as well. Uh, a Salida del Sol and a rope walk. Senton win it. 
Yep. I, I don't know who Lucha House Party beating Scott Dawson three on one helps. And Renee Young did say that she spoke to these guys earlier and they plan on filing an official complaint. And why wouldn't they? Right. No, they, they should. Here's the thing. Like, Dawson and Dash are the heels. Maybe they should talk to the heel GM and figure out what's going on and why he's over here playing favorites with all the other heels on the roster, but not them. Like, uh, listen, just just everybody cut your losses. Ship these guys over to SmackDown where they can have awesome 20-minute matches with the Usos and the Bar and New Day. What they're doing over here is ridiculously – it doesn't help anybody, least of all them. I feel like these guys need some help. They need some guidance. They do. They, they need some answers. I feel like they're on their own. But you guys don't have to be on your own. Thanks to onyourown.org slash Fightful. On Your Own is a personal finance blog that provides free and unbiased information that anyone can understand. I know there are thousands of financial blogs and websites out there, but you don't know what info to trust. Onyourown.org slash Fightful is a free resource. Blog articles written by personal finance experts by the uh, National Endowment for Financial Education. The NEFE is the leading nonprofit national foundation dedicated to inspiring, empowered financial decision-making for individuals and families. Like, what, what kind of credit card do you choose? What do you do if your identity is stolen? Onyourown.org slash Fightful helps you out. It links, links only to reputable sources that you can trust. Go there now. It is absolutely free. It helps you make better financial decisions. Onyourown.org slash Fightful. I want to thank them for sponsoring this podcast. And Alex, I want to thank them for retweeting a photo of me burning play money from the Listen Your Boy 100. You yeah. know, obviously... Blue Chew has to have a sense of humor. <laughs> but the National Endowment <laughs> for Financial Education Maybe. does not, and apparently yeah. they do. So um, I want you guys to hit them up on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Uh, that is the best way to let to let these people who sponsor the Fightful Podcast know that you heard about them through us. Even if you don't use them, that's a good way to support us as well. Did you see the Young Bucks tweet? I think it was Matt Jackson. He said, we're going to wrestle the revival one day and people will rejoice. Remember this tweet. Yep. Yeah. And, and Dash said the same thing, you know, but reversed. Yeah. Yeah. Drew McIntyre appreciation night. Baron Corbin has something made. A stagehand brings it to him. And because Baron's a dick, he's a dick. He's a dick. So Baron brings Drew out and shows a highlight video of him and awards Drew a gold medal. What was the name of the medal? Uh, the Medal for Excellence or something. I don't know what the hell it was. Damn, man. It, it, the, medal, the medal should have been called a symbolic prop. Yeah, of course. Drew says that people backstage at Raw don't have the passion like he does. They're playing video games in which our news writer, Andrew Thompson, said he was on Up, Up, Down, Down for 26 <laughs> minutes this weekend. Yeah, I know. People getting in trouble in these gaming streams. Did you see me and Ty Dillinger going back and forth? No. We published a story saying Ty Dillinger is going to rehab Monday morning, and he said, oh, yeah? When are they letting me know? 
So I posted a link to him saying it on a gaming stream. <laughs> and he tried to pretend that he baited me into linking to him. And I'm like, I posted a video, man. Come on. You got you got caught, homeboy. You got caught. <laughs> man. So Drew, <laughs> Drew is interrupted by Dolph Ziggler, who was confused about why he wasn't invited or in the highlight video. Now, here's the thing. Nobody else was invited. No, no one else was. In, no, yeah. If uh, okay, How are we not invited. Here's the deal. Um, if you would invite anyone, like, and you were actually being honest about things, you would invite Drew. I mean, Drew would invite Dolph. Dolph did bring in canon. He brought Drew with him and said, "Okay, here we're going to take over Raw," and they basically did for a while. And it was it was pretty good. Like they got there were the tag champs. There was some cool stuff they did with uh, with the shield. Uh, there was the little trifecta they formed with Braun. That was a, that was a deal for like six weeks. Like Dolph was a major part of this Drew storyline until he wasn't. But here's the deal: when when Dolph does a does a walk down to the ring, I was like, oh my god, they're do, they're really doing a Dolph Ziggler face turn. This 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 episode was written with Mad Libs. Like blank enters to do a blank turn, and it's like Dolph Ziggler face. Okay, fine. Like it just didn't. It felt like it was out of the blue, but okay. I mean, now we get to go back to watching Dolph Ziggler lose matches all the time. That'll be fun. I just want to know where were our invites. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm choosing to not be hurt by it. Some workaholics love for you all. How are we not invited, Alex? I, I don't know. But McIntyre makes a short joke about Dolph Ziggler, who is nearly six feet tall. I don't know, man. Now, got into this discussion today on the live chat. Head over there. Every every night when we have Raw SmackDown, we got a live chat going. Join, guys. It's nice. And people are like, yeah, Corbin's not as tall as they say. And I'm like, well, they try to pass off Jordan Devlin as 5'10". Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, of course. I don't get that one. Ziggler snaps and drops McIntyre. Baron Corbin makes a match. This was the best match tonight. And yeah. I think I think I graded it on a scale with a 6 out of 10. Yeah. Because it really wasn't that great. And it was mostly in commercial. Yeah, there's there's when you have a team like Dolphin Drew, there's a time to split them up when they're really hot and it can be unexpected. When they've already fizzled out three weeks ago and, and the last time we saw them together, Dolph was obviously um, the, the toady to, uh, to, to, to Drew's bully. Um, now, like, it's like, oh, oh yeah, we kind of figured it was over already. You don't need to do, like, do this actual thing. Like, that doesn't have maximum impact. You can figure out a way of making this actually mean something. And hey, a Dolph versus Drew feud might have been cool at one point, but now we're kind of past it. Yeah, we are. We I are. Guess, I want to say this. Now that he is um, a, a face, he doesn't get to have the record scratch anymore, right? Because if that's the case, then I'm all for it. Also... This means we're not going to see another Dolph versus Seth match like ever again, maybe like for years. And that's good too. So I'm all yeah. for this Dolph face turn. As good as those matches are, we've seen them enough. We've seen them enough. So we get we get 
this match, of course, because why wouldn't we? Right. Why wouldn't we? And, oh, you better believe we're getting it multiple times. I already said the betting line's at minus 450. Yeah. That means in order to make four hundred or $100, you all would have to bet me 450 bucks. Yeah. That this doesn't happen. Ziggler starts off in control. There's some back and forth until McIntyre catches him with an overhead belly-to-belly suplex. McIntyre gets on the mic and says he's taking it easy on Ziggler. So he'll pretend that he's Finn Balor instead. Balor comes out. We go to a commercial. Come back. The Bama Slamma hits for Drew, but he gets dumped over the top rope. And Ziggler gets really aggressive outside the ring. Balor then cheats yep. like the Irish dick that he is, apparently. Drop kicks back McIntyre into the barricade while the ref isn't looking. McIntyre almost gets counted out, but slides in the ring. Ziggler super kicks him and pins. I'm fine with that because it took Balor helping him to win. I'm okay with McIntyre losing because it took two former world champions to beat him. Right. Now, the other thing um, is that they made a point of saying this. This is the first time that Drew McIntyre has been pinned or submitted since coming back to the main roster. And if you really wanted the this thing to happen, where he gets pinned or submitted for the first time on a random Raw versus Dolph Ziggler in a match that means absolutely nothing, come on, you could you could do a find a better way of doing this. Like there was like I, I keep going back to this. There was a point where they had a ready made white hot feud ready. For the Universal Championship, potentially, between Braun and Drew, and they just dropped it. Like to maybe be fair, they- this, this was their breakup angle. So, I mean, this match did mean a little bit. It, it right. was their breakup angle. Right. It can no be. stakes, but still. Right. It can be, but... It, and I would be saying, great, if this was building to a match between, between Dolph and Drew at TLC. But Dolph's not on the card. Finn is on the card which is weird. Like Finn's like playing the troll, like, like instigating things, making mischief. He's a little leprechaun, you know, that that's his gimmick. He shows up in a leather jacket and he smiles. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't say this match meant nothing. I mean, it was inconsequential. We can say that. Right. That's, I guess that's, that's, that's what I mean. It was inconsequential. And, and WWE's done this for a long time. We know Drew's the guy out of that. But a lot of times, WWE has done this where they'll give the guy who won't be the guy yeah. the win. Like, I mean, I, it's just standard procedure. Yeah. So, a livid Charlie Caruso backstage says that Ziggler was just an asset. And he's been living off potential for a decade. He says that Dolph wanted to get to the top of the mountain, but he is the mountain. You know Michael Cole is going to yep. say that at least 400 times next year. Yeah, well, this is this is uh, actually good because it, 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 it means we're going to get that Braun versus Drew feud because it will be billed as the monster versus the mountain. You could book that right now. Yeah. That's the only way they're going to refer to that feud as for the for the several months it takes place. The monster versus the mountain. Elias comes out, makes a Carmelo Anthony joke that does not go over well. Uh, yeah. Because you know what? Whoever wrote that, I, I get it. I see what you did there. But he's not a heel. And maybe bringing up to Houston, who lost tonight, mind you, yeah. were 11 and 12. 
and looked like they could compete with the Warriors at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's not the best thing. It's like, oh, man, you know, you thought you were one piece away, and that one piece actually sucked at basketball now. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was a weird one. I don't know who brought that up, who told them to say that. I think the, the first draft was them saying, hey, you guys, it, it's weird how you guys offered four first-round picks for Jimmy Butler and Minnesota turned you down because and now he's in Philadelphia. Don't you guys wish you had him? Anyway, I'm the baby face. Cheer for me. Well, you know what? That's not out of the realm of possibility because I remember when I used to see some things that WDB prepared, there was the one week where they had a jobber whose name was – it was either James Harden or Steph Curry, but it yeah. was supposed to be the opposite. Yeah. And then they realized what town they were in and what reaction it was going to get, and they changed it. <laughs> so, I mean, that does that does happen. Elias says that he's been looking for Lashley all day, and just his luck, Lashley interrupts, Alex. Yeah. I love that of all the things, the ass pose is what sent Elias over the edge. Well, I mean, it's just beyond the pale. I mean, how, how he, he bent over and showed me his ass. I yeah, when, that's, I that's when, what uh, made him be like, no more. And he even did that. He said, I've had enough. I remember when uh, Randy Moss fake mooned the, the Green Bay crowd. Joe Buck almost quit broadcasting. He was like, what a disgusting act. That was vile. How horrible. So, I mean, when, when Bobby Lashley does it, I mean, it's sure at least. It's, it's Haven't you ever seen a butt before, homeboy? Come on, Joe Buck. We know you better than that. Lashley gets out of the way when Elias tries to chase him down, and it wasn't very convincing either. Elias gave up on that chase. <laughs> yeah, and and Bobby Lashley looked horrible in that chase, like scooting out on his butt. Yeah. And then when Elias didn't continue chasing him, apparently Lashley just ran the rest of the way to the locker room without looking behind him. Yeah. No, did not look good. So Leah Rush is thrown back in the path of Elias. Well, how's that? Yeah, because old Smiley Baller's back, causing mischief, grinning. Hey, <laughs> the Fonz, I think as Vince Russo used to call him. Yeah, and that's that is legitimately what his his gimmick has become. Yeah, yeah, we are for sure getting Drew and Bobby versus Elias and Balor, and we are getting it probably multiple times. Yeah. Um, that that's what I expect to happen over the next several weeks probably tribute to the troops as well yeah we'll get, we'll get that tag match yeah and as william thatch pointed out on twitter we gotta have elias breaking a guitar over bobby lashley's ass yes just spanking that's, him with it yeah it's perfect the saving grace of this yeah elias just busting a guitar over a lot over yeah we, we gotta get it backstage chad gable and bobby Roode won a title rematch Corbin says if Bobby Roode can beat Drake Maverick, they'll get it. And AOP and Chad Gable are banned from ringside. You hear this, you say, hey, cool, reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Why not? Maverick isn't happy about this. He's downright scared. And after he gets clocked by Roode, we see AOP attack Gable backstage. And Corbin says, oh, I'm making this a three-on-two handicap match. Now, I'm wondering what superior would be okay with this? Stephanie McMahon, would she really be okay with this? No, I mean that's the problem is that is that when you have when she's in charge and she's nominally the person who cuts checks and is trying to make sure the best product is out there, 
does she really want the bad guys intentionally injuring the good guys? Because if that continues over a long enough timeline, you just have half your roster and they're all a bunch of dicks and they're all like have nobody to fight because they're not allowed to fight each other because, you know, wrestling. Like it, the product completely falls apart. So she probably would not be okay with this, but because it's wrestling, she's cool with it. Yeah. Root almost beats Maverick with a glorious DDT, but AOP get in there just in time. It was a hell of a glorious DDT, too. One, yeah, 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 it was. It was really good. So Drake Maverick working, not something we've seen a lot of. No. And I was glad to see it, even though he didn't really no, didn't get really. any offense in. This was he got his, more he got more offense in on Rude Rude's robe last week than he did on Rude tonight. Outside of an NXT Halloween Battle Royal house show uh, a few months ago, which also featured EC3 and Matt Riddle, and sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, he had not wrestled for WWE. Period. And didn't really wrestle much, but it was his first match since October 2017. I'm really glad to see that Rockstar Spud should work a little bit more. I'm down for it. Super Collider on both members because Gable came out. It didn't help much. Drake Maverick wanted the pin, and he got it. Okay. Good. So that that permanently um, removes Gable and Rude from the title picture, right? Should. Oh, oh no. I'm wait. I'm sure it doesn't. Should. We hear these sirens. Yep. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Sounded like Saturn's theme. You did. I was. Uh, I. I was pretty sure it wasn't going to be him, though. Yeah, I was pretty sure as well. Instead, it's a bunch of men in gas masks coming out to save us from this fart machine of a show. They didn't want to inhale the the fumes. It's just bad, you know? Yeah. So Dean Ambrose is out with a goddamn gas mask on, too. Why is that? And guys, you know, I apologize. I'm trying... I'm not turning this into a PG show. Obviously, we've got a dick pill sponsor, but I try not to curse on the shows because, hey, what does it help? But there are just some times when this is so bad, and you better believe that we don't want to come on here and complain. We want to come here and say, man, that was an awesome Raw. This was great. It was the best thing ever. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ever. Can, I can't wait for next week. This I would be great. Imagine anyone like actually feeling that way about this episode of Raw. Like I can't. Like yeah. I, I would love to have somebody like like pitch me like their feelings on why this raw was great. This raw is going to start a wildfire somewhere. Yeah, it is bad. And of course, Dean Ambrose hits us with this. You, I mean, I railed against you people promos for so long, Alex. It was yeah. the staple of Jinder Mahal. They yeah. did it so much with Jinder Mahal that they stopped for like a year. Yeah. 
And I don't think Jinder Mahal said you people as much during his six-month title reign as Dean Ambrose did tonight. Yeah, This is the kind of promo that me or you are cutting if our local indie hits us up and said, we, we need you in 10 minutes here. Yeah. You've got a promo now. Yeah. They took one of the most natural, easy feuds, maybe ever, with, with- two hot characters ready to go and turned it into an all-you-people promo. Why? I mean, not only that, not only is the feud obvious and white-hot and could carry this brand for several months, but um, you have one of the most natural talkers on your roster. Like Ambrose, during his uh, WWE title reign and that whole scene he was in with AJ and that one melodious... uh, episode of SmackDown a year and a half ago, whenever it was, where he and Cena and Styles were just promoing at each other with white-hot fire coming out of their lips. Uh, yeah. Do more like that and less like this. Um, I, we can't let anything go further without mentioning Dean's ridiculous jacket. It's It was like this leather bomber jacket, but usually you see like a sheepskin lining with that. But whatever sheep that was, was really sick because it was like an orange tan color. I said on Twitter that it honestly looked like somebody had had murdered and skinned Fozzie Bear and used that pelt to line Dean Ambrose's jacket. It was very Bane-esque. And with the gas mask, I was like, is that what they're going for? Because it doesn't work like yeah none of this worked well rollins comes out after ambrose says that you people have weak character like rollins he attacks from behind takes out the swat team power bombs one onto the pile over the top rope ambrose tries to run into the crowd but rollins catches him ambrose cracks rollins with a gas mask aren't Mm. those made of plastic they are oh well then SWAT team helps jump Rollins. Ambrose gets the dirty deeds in the ring. So am I to believe <laughs> that Ambrose sat around and thought, God, you know what would be hilarious? If I hired a bunch of people in gas masks. Mm-hmm. Also, I made sure that they were all down to assault someone with me. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like he has his I, own security detail. A bunch of mercs that he found in Soldier of Fortune magazine. I just want to say, I don't say a lot of positive things about Impact Wrestling these days. The show ain't good. But when Brian Cage showed up at Rockstar Pro in Northern Ohio to attack Brian or uh, to attack Sammy Callahan and OVE, I mean, for the love of God, the stable's name is Ohio versus everything. Yeah. So they're going to have a lot of people ready to kick ass on their behalf. This didn't make, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if he is doing for a Bane thing, Maybe all the the security dudes are like in the League of Shadows, and they didn't have the money for ninja costumes, so they all like raided an army surplus store and got some we, gas masks. We already have people in the live chat saying, "When's Kevin Owens coming back?" Well, we do a Q and A show every other week on FightfulSelect.com. Have at it, but we also have an injury report in our resources section. Uh, no time soon. How about yeah. that one. Yeah, poor guy. Plus, he's, he's busy feuding with Elton John right now. 
That's a match I want to see at Mania. Yeah, I would love that. So Renee Young is not happy that Corey Graves continually asks about Ambrose. She has finally officially gotten to the how dare you portion of this I have no idea why my husband went crazy storyline. Like, like, oh, how, how, what business is it of yours? What goes on behind closed doors between a wife and her husband? How, how dare you? Okay, well, listen, we're not talking about, like, your sexual pillow talk. Like, this guy comes home and... I'm, and, and I'm gonna, I was gonna say, this sounds like it's all about a lot more. Like, she's super upset that Tumblr banned porn. <laughs> um, she's super upset about something. Um, but listen, you, there's a there's a lot you could have her say. Like, listen, he won't talk to me, and that makes me upset because because if it is her husband, like she should have some kind of connection to him. But instead, she's doing the how dastardly of him to give the dirty deeds to the architect on the outside of the ring. Like she's detached from it somehow. Yeah, you can't be because we know they're married, and you keep bringing it up. So we know you're married. So there's got to have some reaction to it besides I know something, but I won't tell you, which is weird. Like, how dare you even ask me? How dare you, sir? The, the unmitigated gall. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I, I agree. She should be pissed that they keep asking her, but until she actually gives some kind of answer, you kind of have to, because Sure. She should have some kind of she she needs in to be able to have some kind of insight into this. If she doesn't, let that be the storyline. That Dean won't even talk to me and it's driving me nuts and I don't even know who this guy is anymore. Let it let it be in canon that there's some weirdness in their relationship. Maybe it's not in real life, but they're playing characters on TV. Backstage, Baron Corbin tells Rhino and Heath Slater there's only room for one of them on Raw. And my immediate thought was there hasn't been room for them both on Raw. Yeah. Like, when was the last time they were on Raw? Was well, it, to be, like, to be fair, team to be fair, that's where they're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought they played it up very, really well. This, in my opinion, all things considered, I think is the most optimistic part of Raw. Uh, I'll, I'll get to it though, but <laughs> they they played it very well. They they were very genuine. Yeah, these are a couple of guys. I've said it time and time again. James Ellsworth was the worst thing that could have happened to them because yeah. he showed up on SmackDown and he was the comic relief, and they weren't anymore. And they got thrown by the wayside, and they were great comic relief. They were yeah. the most overact on SmackDown those first few months. Yeah, it was. They they were such an important part of the forming months of SmackDown Live as yep. we know it. Yep. And that's wild to think, but you you had the, the vignettes in the trailer and all that stuff, and man, oh, so good. I love it was so different and fun and entertaining. And I've said this time and time again: tag teams a lot of times have to be funny because you're, yeah. you're dealing with the dynamic, you're playing off of one another. And they were really good. I'll never forget cheese and crackers. Yep, good stuff. Slater doesn't want to fight Rhino, but has to. Rhino attacks early, tackles Slater, and then Slater wins with a neck breaker in about 45 seconds. You could say the Rude and Gable match had stakes too, but the one that had real stakes on this show lasted 45 seconds. Now, this didn't need to go 15 minutes. No. It didn't need to go 10. Six would have been fine. 
I man, how about how about over a minute? Yeah, like, even even listen, you could they could have easily told a pretty good story in there with two and a half minutes. Yeah, but forty five seconds. Come on, it's 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 lame. If so back, if they had just let them go, no one would have noticed for months. Like, yeah. like they weren't on the show ever. Like they were very rarely on main event. Well, I, I like the direction they're going, and that's that's why they're not yeah. just letting them go. It's because they're setting something up for Heath Slater. Backstage, Baron Corbin hands him a referee shirt. And Slater, the thing I like about his character, and he he plays almost every role well that he has played. Yeah. The most unbelievable he was was in Nexus, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the, the highest profile he's had was the most unbelievable because I didn't believe him as this oh. badass, like essentially gang member. But he's been very entertaining since then. And he, he wants to know what he can do for Rhino. And Corbin hands him a referee shirt. And Slater's like, what? No, I, I don't want this. I, and then he, he's it's revealed he's going to be there as a referee. Now, I like this for a number of reasons. One, he can eventually get Baron Corbin back. Two, why not? It could make yeah. for some entertaining stuff. And uh, Heath Slater, a lot of people don't really realize he's been with WWE since 2006. Yeah, he's been a long, a long time. And signed, was, with, signed with them in December 06. A, anything is an improvement over Mike Chioda. Yeah. B, you have the opportunity to do a lot of fun stuff when you have one of the one of the one of, one of your refs is a character on the show. Like I know. Vince hates us for some reason. We've talked about this, about how if you if you have one ref who you know doesn't let stuff slide, who is always ejecting guys from, from, from ringside at the, at the first hint of, of chicanery, like you know that one ref will do that and the other one lets, and just lets things go. Like that would improve stuff. But if you have a guy with, with actual storyline behind him, like Keith Slater, there's a cool thing you could do where like, could he be bought? Like he has kids, he needs to put his kids in private school, and like the ref pays a lot less than being a, a WWE superstar. Could a guy slip him some money to like call a match wrong? And he's a he's a good guy, but he has to provide for his family. There's conflict there. Will they do any of this? Absolutely not. But the possibility is there, Sean. I mean, they got to keep their families fed. They got to keep them warm. Right. The winter months are here. How are, how's winter in Wisconsin? Uh, it's cold. It's, it's been here's the thing. It hasn't been as cold as normal, but it's also raining constantly. And th- I will take thirty degrees and snowing over thirty-seven degrees and raining any day. Well, I'm going to ask you. How about instead of thirty-five, you get those little piggies Ooh. up to hundred and thirty-five? That would be nice because of our friends at Action Heat that made the world's best battery-heated clothing. Control your environment at the touch of a button with Action Heat. When I wear this stuff out, they see my gloves, they see the little button, and people ask me about them. I've had like three or four people ask me about the gloves. They are fantastic. I'm talking immediate heat. Charge up the power bank just like anything. Put it in. You're good to go. The lithium-ion battery lasts up to 12 hours on each charge. You can even use the battery to recharge your phone or any other gadget while you're wearing them. 
It's pretty awesome. Action Heat pro- uh, clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body. I love the shirt they sent me. The wiring is up here. You can barely tell, barely feel until you feel that heat. I'm going to go to Perfect North in Indiana, do a little tubing, some snowboarding. Going to fall flat on my arse, as Bulldog would say about the Shockmaster. But at least while I'm doing it, I'm going to be good and warm. They've got gloves, hats, socks, long johns, base layers, heated jackets, shirts. They're perfect for any friend or family. You want to talk about a holiday gift? Almost nobody has these things yet. Pretty soon everybody will, and you need to be the person that gets them. They have heated products that fit everyone's budget starting at $39.99, but you can save 20% right now. Just go to actionheat.com slash Fightful or use the code Fightful. Save 20%. I want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Hit them up at The Warming Store on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from Fightful. Finn Balor and Jinder Mahal did not wrestle last month, Alex. That's amazing. Yeah, it is because it was the first time since May that happened. But they 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 almost made it three whole days before they were like, ah, we need that Balor and gender. Ah, anybody got it? We need it. Finn Balor was all over this show. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it, it's just weird. Like they're building him up just so they can feed him to Drew. It's at CLC. That's going to be fun. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Why wouldn't they? What right. are they going to feed Drew a jobber? No, 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 no. I, it, 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 I don't know. I, I still want Finn to get his Galdern rematch for the Universal title that he never lost. Like, that, there's still a storyline to be had there. Like, it's it's there for the taking. I, I'm and, and listen, everyone would be super down for it. But, hmm. He's he's got a lot of smiling to do. Okay, he he got yeah. a universal title match, although he won a contender match to get that. Yeah, I think he that was at a or no no no. Roman Reigns got the the top contender match, but yeah. Balor Balor got his Balor got a universal title match in August against Roman Reigns. So I guess that's I guess I guess that's technically his his he yeah. gone. Yep, better smile and thumb up your way. Uh, nothing in this match happened until Apollo showed up. That's it. And I even put in my notes, Apollo's integration here was interesting. Wait, I should say intriguing. I don't want to mislead you all into thinking it was interesting. <laughs> oh, no. It, 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 it's just a development that makes you go, huh, Apollo Crews. Yeah. Apollo body slams one of the sings into the other sing. But then he gets super kicked by gender. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this so going to be a kickoff match? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Drop kick, coup de gras. That's it. Drew McIntyre attacks Finn Balor backstage. Former NWA champion Adam Pierce has to break it up. Mm-hmm. And we see Drew McIntyre earlier. We had heard him say that. Dolph knows how sick and twisted that he can be. And this was, I think, a further way for that. This was the Drew and Finn show. Yeah. For this one. Because with, without, without uh, Braun Strowman on the show, like, what are you going to do? Actually write something good for Rollins and Ambrose? Nah. You're going you're gonna to write something good for Nia Jax? Well, <laughs> here's, what, here's what they wrote. 
We're backstage, and uh, Nia Jax and Tamina reveal to Charlie Caruso that they are going to uh, break into the toy store at midnight. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Charlie Caruso overhears them and throws a brick through the front window, then has them chase her all throughout town while getting them involved in tons of hijinks. Yep. I wish Daniel Stern were cutting promos. <laughs> but no, Nia said cuts a lame promo about Tamina jumping in from behind. And the way that she said it, I'm like, who would? Nobody would say this. I mean, I get it. I get where they were going. They were getting to Facebreaker. Yeah. But she goes, Tamina's been attacking Ember from behind for weeks. And I'm like, well, nobody's saying that, first off. Yeah. I mean, for the love of God, take Habib versus Conor McGregor, for example. Habib's entire fight team literally cornered a middle-of-the-road, mediocre, crap fighter. And they acted like... They were like, oh, we were, we were completely in the right here. Mm-hmm. I, I know that like 10 of us were backing him into a corner. People aren't just like, yeah, I attacked them from behind. Ha <laughs> ha. But where they had to get was, I broke Becky's face. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Because right. they don't want to look at Ember's face, Alex. Right. No, that's, that's true. Um, my favorite part was, was like um, that something along the lines of that title is mine oh yeah and i was like oh that's that's bad that's bad don't do that don't ever do that again please don't do ever do that again (laughs) it was real bad man that was that like you could hear the feedback yeah like it it, i don't want to do it here no that's i i i i I held back because i didn't want i'm not one to yell on podcasts you know yeah yeah of course naya and tamina attack from behind Ember runs out and helps. Commercial break. Come back to see Ember screaming a lot, flipping out of an arm drag. Nia distracts, and Ember gets kicked. Ember does a hurricane run out of a power bomb, but Nia att- or knocks Rousey off the apron. <sighs> Nia accidentally gets knocked off the apron herself. Rousey's tagged in, and she wants Nia. Nia does the old, okay, I'm ready to go. Tag out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nia gets dragged in. Tamina gets pieced up by punches that do not connect, actually. No, they are not. way far away. Yes. Way far away. The elbow looked really good, though. Rousey did a kick that, I'll say this, I like the ambition, <laughs> where she ran up and did a kick. Mm-hmm. But, man, she came closer to hitting the lighting rig than she did Tamina. Mm. But I do like the ambition. <laughs> Rousey does a judo throw, Ember with the eclipse, arm bar. Rousey and Ember win, and that's your main event. Now I get it. Ronda Rousey should be in the main event. But this is one of this. What can I say, man? And we we've had okay, first off, the match. What'd you think? Uh, is is this is a match? Yeah, it's a match that existed. There were some blown spots. It was below par. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, well, here's here's the the most the most the 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 most insidious low blow of this match. Uh, just horrible thing that was that was happened that happened was when Michael Cole said that Ember Moon 
began her career as the protege of Nia Jax. Why do they keep saying this shit? They did it a couple weeks ago too. They, they did, yes, because they because in their mind, and I is not in their mind, in Vince's mind, anything that happens before the main roster doesn't frigging count. Ember Moon had an amazing run in NXT. You brought her up because of that run in NXT. Now, when she debuted, she debuted in a match where Nia Jax picked her to be her partner. So, in that case, I guess what you're saying is any that that, that she must have trained under Nia Jax for years before oh, yeah. Nia Jax picked her to be her partner. Nia Jax. Ember, Ember Moon's been doing this for many years longer than Nia Jax has, and it shows every match that they're in together. I bet Nia showed Ember how to do the Eclipse. <laughs> Did you ever have the good fortune of watching the paparazzi production stuff in TNA Wrestling? No. Some of the greatest stuff I've ever seen in wrestling. Kevin Nash and Alex Shelley, where Kevin Nash was trying to be a cruiserweight, <laughs> and Alex Shelley is showing him how to be a cruiserweight <laughs> with... Uh, like some some random like super blue demon octago the destroyer lucha libre and then another lucha libre named Samolian Joe nice and he's showing him all these moves and Kevin Nash goes well that one was nice but I've been working on one off the trampoline into the pool in my backyard that has two somersaults in it and they use all this camera trickery like I want I want to see that at least I want to see yeah. Nia Jax teaching, yeah, teaching him how, how to do this, like or teaching her how to do that. Hey, I, I wouldn't mind her teaching Kevin Nash how to do it either. Te- teach Michael Cole, that'll be good. So Ross sucks again. Yeah, and that's a bummer, man. It does. That's not. It's not what I like. I, I don't like Raw sucking again. I I I just I they're they're building toward stuff i guess at tlc i can't believe it's like a week from sunday i don't i mean they have one more episode of raw before this pay-per-view and i don't don't they or do they have two let's predict I yeah it's, it's one and Jeez. final battles two nights before that final battle that's gonna see a farewell for like a lot of people can we predict next week's card i'm thinking we get lucha house party and revival again yes that's definitely happening dolphin drew again or it's gonna be Bobby and uh, Drew against Elias and Finn, and and then Dolph will cost them the match, I think. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Either that, we're getting both of those matches over the next week. The other one, I think, will be taped for Tribute to the Troops. Yeah, we're definitely going to get – it's going to be either Finn and Dolph or Finn and Elias or Dolph and Elias versus Bobby and, and Drew. That's definitely happening. Slater's ref in his first match. Yes, I, but but is the thing is it going to be a high profile match or the biggest jobber fest ever? I'm assuming the second one. Yeah, Ember's going to probably get beat by Nia Jax. Yep, or Tamina. That'll be that'll be nice. And then Gender probably faces um, Apollo, unless we get that at the pape. We, we Man, might. It, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, John. We might be lucky enough and get it twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Why would you do this to me, man? <laughs> because because I gotta watch it too, man. Yeah, yeah. I I'm working on some holiday content. By the way, guys, lots of cool stuff there. But 
we'll, we'll ask a question as we go off the air. What do you think is next for Rhino? I posted a stat. Uh, he he did lose the match to Heath Slater tonight, so he is fired from Raw. He got an he got a good two and a half year run out of this. He was yeah. one of the guys that was essentially brought in because they thought they needed depth on SmackDown. I don't know. Meanwhile, the the guys they brought in, Jinder Mahal, Rhino, Shelton Benjamin, Kurt Hawkins. Now, I want to say, Kurt Hawkins, I love that guy. I love that he is Ember Moon's partner. I love that he's on a losing streak. I like his podcast. But Rhino, after that tag title run, didn't do anything. What do you think he does? Is he out of WWE? Is his deal up? Uh, I haven't asked yet. I'm going to. But PC, what what do you think? I think he'd be great at the PC. Um, he, well, I, I liked his run in NXT before he got, got brought up to, to SmackDown. I thought that was fun, like, as the old head who just, like, they have that now in Cassius. But, like, like I, I, the, he's versatile enough that you can figure out things to do with him. Um, I They've already done this, but then again, that probably means they're going to do it again, of just a dude wandering around SmackDown trying, trying, trying to get a contract offer. Yeah. Listen, hey, the bar needs another guy now that Big Show's turned on them. Gosh. What if, what if, what if Rhino is the third for the bar? I don't know. Like, if, if this is it for him, what a great and long career he has had. And if not, I'll be glad to see him on my TV. The, the dude made cheese whiz and crackers over. Yeah. He's, he's still versatile enough to get things done. I'll never forget him as a 23, 24-year-old on ECW TV. That was – it wasn't my first exposure to ECW, but when ECW started on TNN, I was either watching it or I was yeah. taping it every single week, and he was awesome. He was a guy build 5'10". He is not 5'10". He's like 5'8", maybe. Yeah. And I saw him in the Rookie Monster Rhino, and I had yeah. these – these all these positive memories of him immediately coming in with a big push, running through people. He would carry people and then spear them through the table. Yeah. Another fond memory I have because I think his first WWF WWE run was completely forgettable. Go back and look at the shape he showed up in in TNA to the point to where his singlet did not fit him anymore because he was yeah. so ripped. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'll never forget the first time I saw him. I thought that somebody had somehow, like a Dr. Frankenstein type, had grafted arms, legs, and a head onto a mini fridge and taught it how to run <laughs> through people. Like it, he was, it, it was in, insane. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll, I will have fond memories of him throughout his career if this is the end of it. But I still cannot believe how he and Heath got that act so stratospherically over. And the people on SmackDown did not ignore it. They ran with it yeah. for a few months. And that, that thing was huge. They were still getting chance long after they were they were you 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 know utilized. Other fond memories, him with Edge and Christian yeah, here and there. He's yeah. good. He is a one-time ECW World Heavyweight Champion, two-time TV champion. He won the hardcore championship in WWF uh three times, US title. Uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. And, of course, in uh, TNA, he became an NWA World Heavyweight Champion, which is pretty cool. And I thought that he deserved, especially at that point in time. I'm telling you guys, go back. Look at his TNA debut. I saw him, and I was like, if WWE had that version of him, uh-huh. I don't think he would have been gone. 
I think he probably would have been something, but at that point, WWE knew what they wanted. They wanted big giant guys, not yeah. sawed off monsters as uh, as uh, <laughs> Vince McMahon called them. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. That helps. Subscribe. Uh, comment your favorite, least favorite thing in the comment section below about Raw. Alex, what do you get going on this week? Um, you know, planning for my holidays, and uh, <laughs> we let let's 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 all just hope that tomorrow SmackDown is yes. much better than Raw, and that's yeah. what we hope for. Guys, I have some early access stuff up on uh, FightfulSelect.com right now. Uh, also, on that second tier, you all can submit questions for me to ask to interview subjects. I am interviewing people all the time, and I'll hit them up. I've got some Flip Gordon uh, early access stories coming up this week. Another Russo reveals. He talks about his problems with the H or, or Shawn Michaels' problems with Vince McMahon. Dark match commentary this week, and AJ Styles edition. Lots of neat stuff, you guys. Thank you all so much. We are on podcast platforms everywhere. Most importantly, FightfulWrestling.com. We are out. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big.